you are boiling your water and brewing with it and it doesn't taste good. If every other variable is, is fine, if you have a good grinder, if you've got good filters, good quality coffee, or well, the coffee is what we're looking for, then it was not roasted very well or it wasn't very good green to begin with or one of the two, but probably wasn't roasted very well. Because most specialty, most specialty coffee roasters are buying really good green. And Welcome to the Coffee Snobs Podcast where we just really love good coffee. Grab your cup of coffee and join us each episode as we explore any and everything coffee-related. From pour-overs to lattes to the coffee experience, we explore it all. Because, well, life's too short to drink bad coffee. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Coffee Snobs Podcast. This is Tyler here. And uh, we are continuing last week's episode, episode 37, where Mr. Aaron Beaver uh, got a chance to talk with Zach Stamey of Roastful Coffee in Charlotte, North Carolina. So if you haven't listened to that, be sure to listen to episode 37. But this is part two of Aaron and Zach's interview. Here we go. Tell me about bag life. You think that beans can last longer than... Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so another shameless little... little. Um, I have a blog post up on Roastful's website, and I talked a little bit about Calendar Coffee, who I spoke about at the beginning of yep. this podcast. And that coffee, in particular, that I first mentioned in the beginning of the post, was better about two months off roast than it was two weeks off roast. Whoa. And so, yeah, as coffee starts to age... Uh, you have uh, uh, aromatic compounds begin to dissipate and they begin to just go away. And what can be left behind can be really sweet coffee, um, still vibrant, um, maybe a little less vibrant than what it was, but it can be still really sweet. It can still be floral. Florals are going to go away because they are part of a lot of our aromatics. But Or you can have coffee that has been uh, uh, really revealed a lot of uh, holes that were left from the roasting process. Um, because we were talking earlier and you were talking about how with, with a roaster, they're, they're wanting to start with a really good product yeah. and, you know, uh, essentially, uh, not mess it up yeah. is, is what a lot of roasters will, will say they want to do. Um, and with roasted coffee, you, uh, there is, there are things that, that, that can be really messed up during that process or really degraded. And so with a, with a coffee that's roasted fairly light. Um, most of the time a coffee that's roasted fairly light is going to age better than a coffee that's roasted uh, a little bit darker. Gotcha. Because there's there's not as much CO2 that's built up um, in the roasting process with a really light coffee. And so you have coffee that's really light that uh, uh, was roasted really well. Um, it can last uh, a pretty good while. So I, I don't mind if I have a little bit too much coffee maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but not too much yet. And yeah. there's a bag that I want that I okay. really want to try. So there's a reason for the the bag life. So you would say with a lightly roasted uh, bean, yeah. it, it's probably going to have a better shelf life. So you, you mentioned something about the aromatic, and, and that is definitely something that I, I've realized. Like you get uh, a freshly roasted Ethiopian, you get about 12 days into it. Yeah. And for me, um, Enderly Coffee, I get their beans a lot, and it, it, like their Ethiopian – I've I've got a spreadsheet about day twelve is really where I like yeah like the taste yeah. Uh, and the the brew method that I do 
and then you and then it kind of falls off. Yeah. But I I think that some of the fall off like is more of the smell because you know our smell and taste they work hand in hand. And right. so you you're maybe not smelling the coffee. It's not smelling the way that it did because yeah. I'm guessing the aromatics like you said have left. Yeah. But it's but what you're saying is even though that the aromatics may leave your now your taste you're actually able to taste some of the notes and and taste some of the quality yeah. or the lack of quality yeah. depending on the roaster. So, dude, that's very interesting. Coffee also is it's as these gases are leaving, these aromatic compounds gases are also leaving and it's becoming uh, uh, a lot easier to brew because there's not as many gases that are in your way when you're brewing this coffee. So a lot of times water is flowing a lot more uniform through gotcha. the actual bed. And when you're having that more uniform flow, it's able to uh, 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 kind of pick up some of, really temperature is a big thing as well. So you want, obviously you need hot water and the hot water is going to dissolve some of these uh, soluble compounds. Yep. But then the way the water is flowing through is going to take those soluble compounds through the bed and into your cup. Gotcha. And so if you have less gases and it's able to flow more uniform, then it's essentially able to flow through easier and get compounds so, easier. So I'm going to ask a question and I know this is like personal taste and a lot of the brew method, but do you have a go-to temperature? I boil always. All bo- boil. I boil always. always. I, I have a, uh, I have another. Um, so are you boiling to, to, purify the water or you so i i'm pretty nerdy with my water man so yeah. i actually make my own water okay i use a pretty simple recipe and i don't remember exactly where this recipe is so this should be noted that this is not my recipe gotcha. but it is a recipe from from somebody uh from a coffee person so you have different minerals in your water that are doing different things correct so magnesium and calcium are your two big ones yep they're doing they're doing magnesium and calcium are, are doing a lot of your extraction um, and, and pulling a lot of these, these flavor compounds. Um, and your bicarb, which a lot of times is baking soda, you can also have a potassium bicarbonate, um, but I've never actually personally used a potassium bicarbonate. I've just used a sodium bicarbonate. So gotcha. I can't tell you the exact difference between those two. Uh, I know there are some people that will claim that there is a difference, and there's a, a famous book that is really hard to find. It's, they don't make it anymore. Um, and I know somebody that has it, and I'm going to uh, hopefully borrow it from them eventually, but it's called Water for Coffee, and it's by uh, Christopher Hendon and Maxwell Colonna Dashwood. And uh, Wow. Yeah, he they, pulled, like, I wish there was video to this because he like looked away, and he was able to pull that entire name back. That was incredible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I forgot it for just a second. Oh, anyway. my gosh. That's so cool. Okay, so if anybody knows that book or has that book, you can go take it and drop it off at Hex Coffee. And he would love <laughs> I'd it. Pre- I would appreciate that a lot, actually. It's but called Water for Coffee. Water for Coffee. Yeah, okay. it's, it's actually like a really, really – it's a really water science-heavy book. Um, but – so you have these things that are really doing a lot of different things in your in your water, and it's really important that you have the right amount of what you want in there. So I'm using a pretty simple recipe. Essentially what I do is I take 10 grams of uh, food-safe Epsom salt, uh, which is your magnesium, yep. and then I'm taking 3.4 grams of a baking soda, yep. and I'm putting that, and I'm boiling 200 grams of water, um, and I'm pouring that 200 grams of water into those minerals, and then I'm stirring it up a lot and letting it degas for about two hours. Um, and after that, that is good to use as a concentrate. So you use that as a concentrate and you take that and you take four grams per liter of water and put it into, and this part of the recipe stuff is specifically from Jonathan Gagne, who is an astrophysicist um, and has a blog oh uh, called- co- <laughs> Dude, we and, just went like on a level that, I just want you to know, like I'm gonna go back and listen to this cause I'm gonna do this. <laughs> 
<laughs> you should really check out Jonathan Gagne's blog. Actually, he's 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 a very 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 smart guy. Okay. Um, but he, he is an astrophysicist and he does a lot of Bruce Science stuff. But so or a lot of work with Bruce Science and so with water, I, I take my your water is, is realistically uh, I. People, if, if someone asks me brew questions and like, what am I doing wrong? The brewing part is really simple, actually. Gotcha. Brewing is like, brewing is like so simple, man. Like in terms of like recipes, like I don't, I don't worry about recipes that much. The, everything else that goes into the brewing is so important though. So like water is important. Your grinder is important. Like yep. uh, your, your quality of coffee that you're using is so important. Yep. Like your filters that you're using are important. So like this, those little things are the things that really are going to affect your brew. Gotcha. Um, but with water the reason i'm boiling is not for purification but simply because i'm using this coffee that is uh very light and also roasted really well um at least most of the time and i'm brewing it and i have a theory and this is a now this is an opinion and you know what they say about opinions yep. I love like, it. They're like baby diapers. There's a there's there's a lot of them, and some of them are full of crap. Oh, but, no, I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna use it. I yeah. thought you were going somewhere else. But, but, so but, but you know, there, there's it's. I have an opinion, and my opinion is that if you are boiling your water and brewing with it, and it doesn't taste good, if every other variable is is fine, if you have a good grinder, if yeah. you've got good filters, good quality coffee, or well, the coffee is what we're looking yeah. for, then it was not roasted very well or it wasn't very good green to begin with or one of the two, but probably wasn't roasted very well. Because most specialty, most specialty coffee roasters are buying really good green. And yeah. most of the time, if it does, it's not tasting good, I, I don't believe it was roasted very well. There's there's things you can figure out in that. Um, but the more you're boiling your water, the more flavors are going to be exposed and are going to uh, end up in your cup. So at what, like from, from boiling water coming into whatever brew method, are you do you drink hot cups of coffee? Like, are you, do you let it come down to a, to a temp before you? Well, whenever I first, so I, I don't, I guess I don't pour, I don't pour a mug full of coffee. Yeah. So I pour like a little bit of coffee in a cup at a time. So it cools down pretty fast. Yeah. I, I do. I definitely do prefer to drink it when it's a little bit cooler. Um, I don't necessarily want it ice cold. I still drink it ice cold, yeah. but like I, I would, I would prefer it, you know, at a, Temperature that I can taste, you know, complexity and flavors. Yeah. Yeah. I've lowered my temp over time because I do enjoy like cooler cups of coffee. How, what, what temperature are you brewing at? I'm st- I'm still at like 184. What? I know, dude. dude. I know. See, see. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> dude, listen, 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 listen. So with with that temperature, man, I'm not saying you can't get a good extraction, but the higher in temperature you're going, the more soluble compounds are being dissolved in that water. Gotcha. And so the more flavors you're going to have. 184 degrees though. I know. That's low. I know it is. So <laughs> so my my extraction time or yeah. the amount of time that the, the grinds is in the water is a little higher. What, how long normal? are you brewing for? Mr. So I have my AeroPress yeah. and I got my AeroPress uh, recipe yeah. from... It's one of the guys from Hex. Let's see. Hold on. I, I, I have it actually here. I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone at this moment. The Art of AeroPress Hand Grind. And if you go to the, the Art of AeroPress, the first tanner is the first post. But tell everybody how, what temperature water he's using. I mean, he is using uh, 212. <laughs> 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 uh, but this is but this is my go to recipe. Okay, like okay. I, like every bean automatically goes through this. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I'll go, I'll raise my temp up. I no, promise. No, no. It's, I actually really want to taste this because I'm I'm not saying that it can't I'm not saying that it can't work. Yeah. Uh, I um 
think there's a lot of ways to brew coffee. Yeah. I was like running at 190, uh, 194 and ran at 194 for a long time and just started to bring it down because it's like it was blazing hot and then I raised my time that it was in the water longer to try to achieve very similar. Yeah. And I know like a few degrees doesn't make a difference in the length of time. Like I just could let it cool a little longer. This is what I did because I was making it and going to the car. I was like, if I drop it a few degrees, <laughs> I'll just let it. So I sit with my AeroPress in the car and then press it and then put the cup in the cup holder, drive to the interstate. By the time I get to the interstate, this is actually, I mean, this is going to be a really weird question, but it. I'm curious because you're such a go-getter. If yeah. if you guys don't, I'm, no, I'm sure you do know that Aaron's a go-getter, but he is a, <laughs> he is a very much so, he's very much a go-getter. And so... What time do you wake up in the morning? Because you're walking with, out with a cup of coffee, so it makes me think that you've not woken up super super early. I mean, normally on the road by 7 a.m. Okay. So it's not super early. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, gotcha. it could be it could be earlier. I, I have a, a routine in the morning, but I still want a level of coffee that does I think the, my goal is to have a routine yeah. that doesn't fit... Um, craft coffee okay and figure out how to fit craft coffee into a small routine because gotcha. i think that's the big issue with a lot of the even the people that i that i've converted to yeah. being a coffee snob yeah and not doing a a, a a keurig or whatever yeah is their fallback is always the time yeah so i figured out I've, i'm trying to figure out like how to do a short routine in the morning yeah and still get craft coffee. I'm into and, it. And a good taste. I'm into it. So I, I'm, I'm going to raise the temp up. Okay. I'm going to do less water so it'll heat faster. And then just, just, and I'm going to do this water recipe. I, you, you so the I water full, I have a wa- full water filtration system at my house. Did I tell you distilled water, by the way, for the water that, gotcha. for the concentrate you're gotcha. taking? Yeah. Yeah. But you have a full water filtration yeah. system. So gotcha. I actually put a water filtration that we only use for our coffee. Gotcha. So what is have, it? Do you know what's in your water though? Yeah, so it's a full reverse osmosis system, and then there's a filter that adds the minerals. I'm trying to remember what minerals it adds to it. You because should just if it's you, a full reverse osmosis system, so it removes everything out of the water yeah. and leaves it basically like what would be with boiling. And then where you're adding the minerals in, I need to make sure. I need to see if those minerals. You line should up. honestly just like continue using that. Yeah, if there's a way to adjust. Your mineral content? Yeah. Is there a way to adjust that? Yeah, you just put on a different filter. Because it's a three-phase filter and then yeah. a fourth filter that, that is the filter that leads to the tap. If you can just adjust your mineral content, that's like so convenient. Yeah. That's so convenient. That's what we have here at the office. So we is have, it really? So we have that one water uh, thing that you got the water out of, which yeah. filters it. And then on the back end, there are three filters that are underneath um, the desk that yeah. were the where uh uh, all of our coffee. So you can is. control your magnesium, calcium, and your bicarbonate levels, correct? On that machine, yes. Can you do it at your house? I don't know. I can't because it's a it's a filter based. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'd have to look into that. Gotcha. I will look into it because that would cool. be that'd be awesome. Yeah. We and just replaced all the filters, in which our, our, the reason why we did it is our call, our water in Canapolis where we live, the the taste is just all over the place. So like one week it'll taste like pool water, the next week it'll taste like <laughs> Spring water, nice. and you're like, oh my God, what do we, <laughs> we're gonna grow fins or something. Yeah. And so after a while, when and I was using, I had it on my Breville, and yeah. I was getting like, I would put like, 
I would do uh, a shot and it would taste like super weird. And yeah. then I'd do one the next week and it would change. Yeah. And I'm like, how in the world is this changing? Right. I know my machine's not great, but you know, it can't fluctuate Rebels that much. are pretty cool machines. I mean, I had a lower end one and, and there's a, at that moment, I mean, I've learned a lot. Let's gotcha, 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 gotcha. So You're I, a snob. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, <laughs> In a good way. I just recently got rid of my, uh, I had a Gaza Classic Pro, um, and just, re- so I'm full manual now. Oh, I don't dude. do, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That's a bummer. <laughs> I, I sold it, and the guy came to get it, and I went home and stopped at Target and got an AeroPress. <laughs> I was like, ooh, feels so sad. And I had to pull, but so now where my espresso machine was, my AeroPress sits. Do you like AeroPress? I don't love it. What can you might what, what ratio are you using for an AeroPress? Fifteen grams of coffee in, two hundred and fifty five milliliters of water. Gotcha. Uh, Sixty to float to kind of like uh, let it bloom. Gotcha. And then, so I think that's a 17 to one. Yeah. I think that is a 17 to one. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. So that's my, that's my go-to um, because I, I, I've, the filters and the, um, the filters have played a big part. So what I've been doing here lately is getting unfiltered, uh, unprocessed filters that come like you can order them off of uh, Amazon from Chemex. And then I take and fold them and then I cut out my own filters. Nice. So just because I, I, I really like those filters, yeah. and so I just you know, just take the, the AeroPress upside down, draw one circle, and then take scissors and cut it out. Aaron Beaver is over here well, having some, <laughs> some, some revolutionary ideas. Well, here's the thing. I've got this design in CAD where you will just slide the paper under and press it down, and yeah. it will like actually like shear uh, like filters out for you. That is pretty cool. It's the, you, the, when you, it happens, yeah. I'll, I'll bring it back. <laughs> that is, that is pretty <laughs> so cool. Like, poof, just push down. And so there is a, there's a company that you should look into if you, I, you've are, it sounds like you don't even need to try any other oh, filters, whatever, but, dude, but it no sounds like you've got some, some pretty cool filters, but there are, there is a company over in Canada. You should okay. look into called Acer. Acer, A E S I R. Okay. And they make different air press filters than the uh, standard air press yeah. filter. Um, they're um, supposedly. Are you talking about the the plastic base that are the just the actual paper filter? There are paper filters. Okay. They're supposedly a little bit more um, of a consistent quality between filter to filter to filter. Gotcha. Um, and they're also I have some. They're a little bit uh, they're a little bit thicker, and uh, you can, in my experience, yeah. and this is just this yeah. is my experience and limited experience because I I don't brew AeroPress a lot, yeah. but I brew it a little bit, and. Jean has my AeroPress right now, so that's why I've not been brewing it recently, Jean. But um, Jean is also my business partner. But no big deal. Um, yeah. With Acer filters, you can, in my experience, grind finer. Uh, gotcha. Which yeah. is which is interesting because when you think about a Chemex versus a V60, the filters have a lot to do with why you can't grind finer on a Chemex. Also, the Chemex doesn't have any any sort of ridges yep. uh, to help airflow, so yep. you it, it's just a little bit more difficult yep. for water to flow through. Yep. But filters do play a part in that with how th- much thicker the filter is. Uh, usually, you're going to have a slower flow. Yeah. And so it's interesting, though, because with AeroPress, this is going outside of the rules of that because that's percolation. This is part immersion, part you know pressure, right. part you know, yeah. filter, but the main part right here is the pressure. And so you're, you are pushing the water through. So the thickness of the filter is a little bit less of a concern. And with standard AeroPress filters, I found that 
I've, I, and don't get me wrong, I've had some good tasting cups of coffee, but I realized that when I was grinding on a certain grind setting for my standard AeroPress filters versus the Acer filters, I, I ground a uh, cup of coffee with my Acer filters or for my Acer filters yeah. and I brewed it and it tasted super weak and, and super underextracted. And realistically, it was the same recipe that I used with my AeroPress filters. Now you could say, well, Zach, you know, you could add a little bit of something, well, possibly, but at the same time, I believe what's happening is when you have this pressure brew and these really thin air press filters, you have a lot of insoluble material that's ending up in your cup. Yep. So while you may have a low extraction, you have, in terms of soluble uh, soluble content yep. in the coffee, you have a lot of insoluble material that's ending up in your cup that makes it maybe taste a little more full-bodied. Yeah. But if you were able to have a higher extraction, you could have that body, but with more complexity. Gotcha. And so with the Acer filters, you can't really, in my experience, you can't grind super, you can't grind too, too, too fine with an air press for standard filters because yep. then it starts tasting a little bit muddy yep. because what's happening is you're getting finer coffee so more insoluble series ending up in your cup but with the acer filters you can grind a bit finer because it's going to clean up that cup a lot anyways yeah. and theoretically have a higher extraction yeah i think that's why like if you look at the uh people that have won uh, with the aeropress competition is most of most of those when they des- describe how they've done it they've got two filters yeah. so they're like double up the doubling the filter yeah. to actually get a more pure, um, less solubles inside of inside the cup than just more solubles, less insolubles. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. Tyler here again, and thus we are going to conclude Aaron's conversation with the super knowledgeable Zach. If you want to get in touch with Zach Stamey, he is on Instagram at Zach Stamey and also at RoastfulCoffee.com. So look in the show description notes if you need a link to that. Uh, as always, the Coffee Snobs, you can reach us at coffeesnobs.net slash connect. We are usually on Instagram or somewhere to be found. So anyway, that is going to wrap up uh, this two-part series with Zach Stamey. And hopefully we're going to get to meet again with Zach soon and possibly do a cupping at LockDoc. So stay tuned for some cool stuff coming in future episodes. As we sign off for today, for Aaron, this is Tyler. We will see you on the next show.